The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. All right, folks, a little bit later than I intended because I actually forgot my headphones, but we're here now. Welcome to Rams Rewind and a live video in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group. And my God, this was ugly tonight. Holy mackerel. Um, I'll be struggling for words probably throughout much of this because I just I could not believe what I was witnessing tonight. And the thing is, at the under eight timeout in the first half, VCU's playing all right. It's 21-21. Dayton had had a hot start, but VCU's defensively started to get some stops against them. They were 9-22 from the field, and that's despite the fact that they started three from five for three. So inside the arc, they were struggling. And VCU had made some mistakes, and they were turning the ball over, but they were right in this game. And then it starts with the coach mismanaging the game again. And if you want to know why there are people that really don't like Mike Rhodes as a coach and really wish somebody else was the coach, this tonight is Exhibit A. Because we can talk about how bad the players played, and believe me, we will talk about how bad the players played. As far as I'm concerned, one guy comes out of this game tonight uh, that can hold his head high up. And everybody else needs to wear their masks tomorrow so they can uh, hide their faces that nobody would hopefully nobody would recognize them because I mean this this was just this this was uh, I mean embarrassing doesn't begin to cover it pitiful hideous horrendous awful symbolic a travesty it was all these things tonight here but I mean nine of twenty two. And then they made 24 of their last 41 shots, Davidson, to win the game. There have been plenty of games this year where nobody's got 24 made field goals against us, never mind in 32 minutes. And you're actually right, Bruce Stevenson. That's the other person that, that, that holds their head up, and we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, so there's two people that I felt came out of the game and played well, came out of the game where they played well, and I'd say, you know what? I, I liked what they did tonight. Everybody else was absolutely rotten tonight. Absolutely rotten, even even Ace, who actually has decent numbers when you look at the box score, but it was not a good performance. And I, I mean, I don't even know where to start, except with the coach. So it's 21-21. We come out of the under-eight timeout. Dayton gets a couple baskets. They get a steal and a three. Another three where, off the steal. Call a timeout. God, I mean, and I know what I sound like, but seriously, 28, 28 to 21, you've had a really bad minute. You've got to use it or lose it timeout. Freaking use it. Vince Williams is not out there to put the fire out. And you know this. Deloach is not out there. You have to coach. And that means you've sometimes got to call a timeout 
to try to reset your team, and you also need to pull players out of the game who aren't playing well so that they can take a few minutes and maybe unplug and then plug back in and play better. You know, he left some guys out there like Jade Nunn tonight, and I'm like, what are you doing? The guys at C and he's struggling. And that's not a good thing to do to a freshman. This whole, well, we're just going to let him play through it. If you got a veteran team or you got somebody like a Highlander or Williams or a couple somebodies like that on the floor that can get their own shot, create their own offense, and stop a run, yes, you can play out of it. But you didn't have that tonight. And that means you got to call a timeout and you got to try to get these people to just woe it back in. Didn't happen. And after that, it was it was just I mean, they never recovered. That was an eleven nothing run in less than two minutes, and the game was pretty much over from there. I mean, Dayton, this is I, I am comfortable in saying we are not gonna see another team do this to VCU this year, and I hope to God I'm right about that. Dayton, fifty two percent from the field, thirty three of sixty three. Seven and fifteen from the three. And that's the other thing. Dayton, much like VCU's done well in games, not falling in love with the three. Dayton didn't do it either, and they were warm early from three. Made three of their first five shots. Nope. We're gonna we're gonna go down low. We're gonna attack. Granted, they've got Deron Holmes, who's a super talent. But seriously, Dayton played it smart played it straight, dominated this game. Cameron Hines asked, why are these dudes getting hurt in practice? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Look, I don't want to speculate on how Vince Williams hurt his calf. For all we know, he was playing through it in the second half against Richmond or the first half or the whole game. We don't know. I don't want to go there. I know that's been, that's been a topic of conversation in this group because of what happened before the season and all that, and that's understandable. I don't want to go there with something like that. I don't. And I, and, and, and I can pretty much, you can pretty much assume Deloach must have got hurt in the, in the game against Richmond, and, and they didn't find out until after the game, and then that's how he ends up in the concussion protocol. But God dang, we missed him. We missed him, but that's not why we lost, because there is no excuse for not boxing out for two and three guys going to one guy. How many times tonight does the ball get driven in and everybody's a magnet? Well, when that happens and the shot goes up, you don't get the rebound. When that happens and the pass gets out to, to an open man, the shot goes in. It's, it's awful. And okay, it happens and you, you call a timeout and say, Guys, not everybody can be the hero tonight. We have to play as a team, both ends of the floor, or this won't work. Well, they didn't do it at either end of the floor tonight. Either end. How many possessions in the offensive end? One or two passes and up goes a shot. Good gravy. I mean, that's the second half for you. 0 for 7 from 3 from the second half. Uh, not too many halves like that this year where they've really chucked and ducked a little bit. And even seven's not that ridiculous, but some of the shots that were thrown up early in the clock, no pass. What the heck? 
this is a bottom four team without Vince. I, uh, yeah, if he's out the whole season, sure, but he's not. And I would just point back to the Richmond game. Vince sat a lot of the first half of that game with fouls. Remember, he got his third foul with a minute left. He had two fouls really early and sat a while, and they played well without Vince against Richmond. So the t- so even that excuse isn't going to cut it with me because if you play the right way, and that means you trust your teammates, you do your job and not anybody else's, you don't try to be Superman, you don't try to be the hero, you play within yourself and you play within the system, you can win this game tonight. You can be competitive. Again, it's 21-21 at the under eight. There were things that were I didn't like at that point of the game, but they're in the game. And and it's just, you know, and, and another thing, these lob passes, I've said it before, and, and I'm telling you, if I was the coach, I mean, I'd be literally, I'd be threatening people with an inch of their life. I mean, the, the, I mean, first you're going to sit by me, and then while you sit for two or three minutes, you're going to have me yelling in your ear and giving you two or three of my best minutes, explaining to you why you need to pull your head out of your rear end and join the rest of us, in, join the rest of us on terra firma, looking at the, looking at what's going on, and say, hey, that's those two lobs they missed in the first half. That's not about winning the game. That's not about trying to play as a team. That's Hassan Ward puts his hand in the air. Oh, let me get my big highlight. So I'm going to throw you this terrible pass, and I'm going to turn it over, or it's going to get turned over and run back the other way, and a three-pointer goes in. Enough. I don't care if Hassan Ward puts his hand in the air for that crap every time down. The next guy that's doing it should be sitting by the coach for a couple minutes. And the guy that does it after that, Oh, well, I would almost be wearing a chair, the chair I was sitting in. Unbelievable that we're still doing stuff like this. We are beyond halfway through the season. We have made these mistakes. Is there anybody in that coaching staff that is going, that is making it a point of emphasis not to do it? No, and that's absolutely right, Bruce Stevenson. We talked about that. At 28-21, you got to call a timeout. It's going the wrong way. And he waits until it's too late, which is regular for him. And they never recovered. Holy smoke. What a night. I, I just, it's, it's just hard to put it into words. I mean, they, here's a, by the way, Dayton shoots over 50% and absolutely smokes VCU on the offensive boards. VCU shoots 41%. Usually the team that, that's not shooting the ball well gets more offensive boards because they have more opportunities. Of course, that didn't happen because Dayton had 19 more shots. And unless VCU's defense has a night like they had the other night against Richmond, they ain't winning if some team's got 19 more field goal attempts than them. 18-6 to six on, on offensive rebounds. The amazing thing is VCU only lost second chance points by one. That's astounding. VCU got 13 points off of six second chance, uh, six offensive rebounds. That's amazing. Dayton only got 14 off of 18. So actually, this could have been worse. Dayton could look at that and say, God dang, we didn't take advantage of that at all. Fast break points, Dayton won that. 12 to 8, not good. 
Points off turnovers, the big one, Dayton plus 13. Not the only reason we lost because we lost by 30. So, um, yeah, our at-large situation is perilous. But, again, Davidson's not going to be a bad loss. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be a top 75, top 60 uh, uh, net team. And let me clear something else up, too. People in the thread saying Dayton's weak, Dayton's not good. Dayton beat Kansas, Miami, and Belmont to win that tournament in Orlando. Okay? Uh, two, All three of those teams are probably going to – well, two of those teams, I'm pretty sure, are going to be in the tournament. All three of them might end up in the tournament. You know? So, so I'm not having that nonsense. And I'm also not having it when they were six and dead gum two – going into the game, which means they were tied with VCU in the standings. They walloped St. Bonaventure in Ohio, by the way. So, oh, Dayton's not good. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Get that nonsense right out of your mind. That's baloney. That is baloney. And I'm going to look at And I'm looking at this because I'm thinking, I'm thinking that uh, I don't think, I'm not sure Kansas is the Big 12 leader. I could be wrong about that because, Baylor's lost a few. Oh, yeah. Kansas is the Big 12 leader, so that's who Dayton beat there. And Miami was at one point the ACC leader. And Miami's half a game out of first in the ACC. All right? So, you know, I'm not hearing uh, Dayton's a weak and terrible team. No, I'm not hearing that. Belmont, by the way, is in third place uh, in the Ohio Valley. And they're 17-5. and So that's who they beat down there in Orlando. And like us, they had some bad losses early, and they've turned it around. Um, has to be satisfying for Coach Grant, having lost four in a row to VCU, you know, having gotten blown out on the same floor last year. I think they scored 37 last year in that game. Uh, it has to be satisfying uh, for him. Uh, he did a great job tonight, Coach Grant and, and Mike Rhodes. <sighs> Dude, you have got to show some flexibility. And that's number one, call a damn timeout when it's going wrong. There is no point in saving timeouts when it's a 20-something point game with five minutes left. Golly bless. Somebody needs to be the VP of common sense on that bench and say, look, you need to stop this run right now. Why do we beat Dayton at Dayton? Well, for starters, Ace made a great play at the end of the game, but VCU defensively, was fantastic that night. Uh, Holmes got into foul trouble. VCU put him there, and they were. And even when he was on the floor, they were effective against him. Malachi Smith wasn't getting those drives at all. He was getting shut off from them. Uh, they defended him superbly that night. Um, and Kamara just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn that night. Also, I mean they they. They did a number on them defensively that night. And tonight, it didn't happen. I mean, look, VCU scored 53 at Dayton. They got 52 tonight. So pretty much the same game offensively, points-wise. But Dayton just, I mean, just dropped a safe on them. And and I'm watching guys go up against two guys and throwing up a shot. I'm looking at you, Keyshawn Curry. I'm watching guys... Throwing up shots eight, nine, ten seconds into the clock, or one or two passes, and up it goes. Looking at you, Josh Banks. But again, it goes back to the coach. And 
the two guys that emerged with credit for themselves tonight, Mikel Brown-Jones, his best game, 10 points tonight. I thought he played really, really good. The other one was Jimmy Nichols Jr., who in the first half provided some real juice. Yeah, he had some turnovers and 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 he had a couple he had some trouble on the offensive end of the floor, but defensively he gave this team a jolt. And then we don't see him until garbage time. What? And I'm sorry, this team's not playing well. You got to try anything. You got to use you got to use whatever team you you whatever whoever you got that you think you can play in a situation like this. You absolutely have to. Nichols needed more burn, especially when you got none not playing well and Stockard not playing well and other people not playing well. Doggone it. Um, you know, stuff like that. I was glad to see Banks get out there, even though he made some, some mistakes. Kern had a tough night. None. Oh, God, none had a terrible night. He, again, needed to sit more than, than he needed to sit in that first half and just chill out and that was the other thing so many guys were playing so fast where was the composure and the calmness and yes you could say well they don't have Vince that's that's a mental approach and that's the thing this team's mental approach was terrible and I blame the coach as much as them for that you're trying to make all these plays and you're trying to make these sensational Sensational, you know, layups when you're up against two and three guys and whatever. What happened to playing within yourself? What happened to doing your own job instead of trying to do other people's job? I don't know. It, it's just, I mean, this this performance. I I mean, honestly, there there are certain things you could coach and teach on tape, but part of me is like I would just burn the tape. Oh, well, I, and I'll tell you, Bruce, the layups tonight, I think a lot of that's down to Deron Holmes because Deron Holmes was just all over them in the paint whenever they went in there. And they were worried about him, and they were changing. They were letting him change their shot without him actually doing it because they, so, uh, they were so intimidated by him. But it also goes back to what Doug Hines said. This team's got to be tougher. You, you got you to gotta expect contact and, and fight through it. You got to finish through it, and it's just not happening at all. Man, Holmes, boy, oh boy, what a night! Twenty-one and seven for him gave us that work. Elvis, and I'm trying to remember what he did in the first game. Uh, nine of fourteen tonight, twenty points. See, and he and he didn't make a three. He was nine of eleven from inside the arc. Sheesh, Kamara who's a serious talent himself, 18 and eight. And he was four or five from three. And a bunch of those were open. Yeah, we did miss Deloach down there. But again, Nichols should have played more. I thought I thought Nichols could have provided some of that toughness out there tonight. And he gets three minutes in the first half. And then we don't see him until garbage time. I, I, I just, you know, and look, if he's a liability on offense, then okay, that's the way it is. The way they the way they were getting scored on defensively, they had to fix that first before they could even attempt to figure out this offense enough to get back in the game. What an absolutely horrendous performance. I mean, and and it's just like the injuries, it just is not cutting any ice with me. 
It'd be one thing if they fought hard and they played good defense and they, and they lost like, you know, 60 to 52 because they didn't have enough offensive firepower. We all could have lived with that, knowing that Vince was going to be out an hour before the game and no Deloach. But this, I'm sorry, no Vince and no Deloach doesn't explain this defensive effort tonight because it was absolutely hopeless. No Vince and no Deloach doesn't explain what happened on the backboard tonight. Minus 18 total. <laughs> I mean, even, even for a rebounding team that struggles as much as VCU does, that's just like, oh God. I mean, that, that's Armageddon, something like that happening. And that's the other thing too. This, this wasn't some of the things we saw with like Davidson and Richmond where a lot of this was just great individual play or lucky individual play. Davidson, 18 assists on 33 shots. They only got six in the second half. So they actually, they, you know, they, there wasn't as much. But in that first half, their offense was just... And that's the other thing. Attacking the basket. The easiest shots to make are the ones that are close to the basket. So Davidson didn't go nuts from outside and all that other stuff. Go to the rim. Attack the paint. And do it over and over again. And that is what they did tonight. And they wore VCU out doing it. Ward did the best he could tonight, but he was kind of overmatched. But he did get eight boards, eight points tonight. I, you know, Ward wasn't all right. Uh, Jason Hutto, here's what I expect. This doesn't happen often to VCU, but it has happened to Mike Rhodes' teams before. And I've seen them respond really well. I, I have seen that. I have seen them lose games and look not this bad, but look pretty bad, and then fight back because, again, this, this, is, this one will sting and stay with them for a while because, you know, they can't say, with the exception of maybe Ward, maybe Nichols and, and Brown Jones, they can't say they represented that jersey tonight. They can't say that they, that they put the kind of effort in that that black the, the fans that love the black and gold come to expect. They know the standards tonight were nowhere near the realm of good enough. And typically when that happens, they respond. And yes, they get a home game against Duquesne, who's having a tough season. Duquesne's, I think, 1-7 in the conference. And I expect a response tonight. I expect a response Saturday afternoon, which, of course, I'll be working, unfortunately. And again, there better be. And I'm not necessarily saying beat the holy hell out of Duquesne, although that'd be nice. Um, but but they need to put we need a good performance. Cause that's that's the first thing. Whatever the final score is, play that game and at least give me the impression that you're that you're that you're selling out, that you're giving it everything you got, that the effort is there. And that you're playing on both ends of the floor as a team. That's that's the first thing. That is the first thing. And before we get to anything else and before we get to the results or whatever, that's what this comes down to and nothing else. You've got values. This program has values. And you've got to represent them. And when you don't represent them, you get this tonight. That out there, that is not VCU. That is not what Mike Rhodes wants, wants to represent. That is not what these players want to represent. 
and they know it tonight. Every one of them is going to be sitting in that locker room. It was probably very quiet in there. Uh, they're all looking at the floor. I mean, this, this one hurts. And, and, and I know it hurts Rhodes, especially because, again, it's Anthony Grant on the other side, and it's, a ghost of, it's like the ghost of Christmas past. And, and Anthony Grant absolutely ran rings around him tonight. And, and he's got to look at himself. Show more flexibility, both in your rotations and tactically. If it isn't working, try and change it. And if that doesn't work, then go back. Um, you know, throw the kitchen sink at it. Use everybody you got. Try and try to find a and if normal combinations don't work. Try some new ones. Again, you get beat by 30, you get beat by 40, you get beat by 50. It kind of all runs together after a while. But this was a poor effort, but especially from the coaching staff. Nowhere near the realm of good enough. And some of the things we saw out there just harken back to some of the things we saw when they struggled in the first year on the roads. And then they had an excuse because, again, they lost an entire recruiting class that in in that and and it was part of the problem there ain't no excuse for this tonight uh-uh you you know falling in the trap as much as they did collapsing on homes collapsing on anybody that drove the lane not being in good carding position so you so you basically are going you're sliding with the with the offensive player and we saw this happen with Kern and Banks and Curry and none tonight you're going one way and you're not balanced on your feet and you're not ready to move either side you're going one way and the guy stops and and holds his position and you keep going and he's got the space and bang he just shoots the open jumper yeah february there's been february blues before but that's i don't know i'm not having i'm not i mean i'm I, <laughs> i'm not having that to the, i mean and, and the coach Kind of alluded to it, out coached, out every, outplayed, out fought, out everything tonight. Unprepared. Unprepared is the other word that would just be is like a flashing red light in front of my face tonight. They were not prepared to play this game tonight, and and maybe you can blame that on last minute, not having certain players the last minute. But in the case of Deloach, it's not like he went into concussion protocol four hours ago. He's probably been in there. If not since the end of the Richmond game, certainly the next day. So you had time to know that. With Vince's injury, who the hell knows? You know, he could have he could have slept funny and could have woke up and the thing was killing him. It could have been killing him after the Richmond game and we didn't know it. Whatever. But you can't be this unprepared. You just can't be. It you've been coaching way too long for that for that to be for that to be a, a legitimate excuse. So, so that's where I'm at. Uh, that was, like I say, that that's easily the I mean the worst effort this year because at least against St. Bonaventure, they were all right until the last minute of the first half, and then it all went sideways. Uh, but this topped that by some distance, and again, it'll be extraordinarily satisfying for Dayton, and it means we miss out on a sweep of Dayton, which for tiebreakers would have been massive. We fall behind all the teams with two losses. We're two games back at Davidson, so it's going to be pretty hard to catch them because, as they rightly said on the CBS show, it's pretty hard to think Davidson's going to lose three games in conference play this year, especially when they pulled that game up at St. Bonaventure out of their hind parts. 
So it's Duquesne, which is bounce back. Got to bounce back. Got to play well. Got to win. And that's Saturday at 4, so I will be working. And uh, at least it's ESPN Plus, so I'll probably take my tablet with me. So be able to listen to that while I'm work driving and hopefully uh, – and if not, I'll just watch it. I'll just watch it after work and do the same thing. Uh, and then Rhode Island, I'm working that Tuesday, so we may be in the same issue if I can somehow get off work early enough. Who knows? Uh, so that's the plan there for Rams Rewind. Uh, we're sponsored by Lady Nolans. I forgot to mention that at the start. Uh, patronize Lady Nolans, especially when you need to comfort eat. And after a game like this, comfort eating is something that I uh, would recommend for everybody because uh, that was this was just – I mean, again, embarrassed, embarrassed, ups- upsetting, disturbing. So many words you can use to describe this. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what the paying customers thought watching that. It must have been like watching a car car crash live. And and it was just, you know, Dayton was just manipulating VCU's defense all over the place. Ah, oh, we're going to get you to go here, and then we're going to slip it out the backside, and there's there's a dunk. I mean, how many how many easy layups and dunks did they have tonight? They had plenty against this defense that's played so well, and has been you know two or three in the in the in the defensive efficiency the whole season. <laughs> Can't wait to see what that number looks like tomorrow. Uh, when I look that up, Gah. again they and and look. Defensive teams have nights like this, even the ones as good as, as this one. Tennessee gave up a freaking hundred buck a buck oh four, I think, to Kentucky. And LSU did something similar against somebody else the other night. Well, Jason Hutto, that that kind of comfort eating is um yeah. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have something to eat before I go to sleep tonight when I get home, because I'm gonna need it. You know, that is that, <laughs> the problem is it's so late. The, the perfect thing for me would be some frozen yogurt or a milkshake or something like that. That's what I'd really need after a game like this, but everything's going to be closed. So that's not going to happen. All right, so Saturday, probably, you know, unless unless something weird happens, I'll be listening to the game in the in the truck, and then you'll get, you'll get your podcast on Sunday morning after I rewatch it on ESPN+. Plus. Tuesday might be the same thing against Rhode Island if I can get lucky and get off work early enough, but that's always a questionable thing these days. And look, terrible start to this month, but as other people have pointed out, the schedule is a bit more favorable. Uh, Rhodey's pretty tough. Mason, who knows? They're 4-2, and two, but they're hitting the, the rough patch, and, and they, they had a heck of a comeback against St. Louis and then lost to the buzzer. Fordham on the road. Fordham actually just just beat Rhode Island, and they had a huge lead in that game and almost blew it. So, again, winnable games, Richmond at home. Winnable games is February, but, you know, this was, this, was cold, this was the cold water of reality hitting VCU in the face here, and, and they've got to respond to it and say, that's not us, and we're going to play better than this. And we got to cross our fingers and toes that, that, that Vince's injury heals up and that he can play. And that Deloach can come through the protocol and he can play because we definitely need him. So that is it. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you all for the comments in the uh, good, the bad, and the ugly video, and in the in the game thread. Uh, VCU, good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, it was not a pleasant place to be tonight, but it is a fun thread usually. 
and we try to have a good time even on nights like this. So, you know, join our group. We're not going to give you sunshine and roses. <laughs> we're just, that's just not us. We're going to call as we see it. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong, but whatever. We're going to say it. We're going to say it as it is. Uh, and we're not, and you know, we're not going to, we're not going to just, just try to polish a turd because that's what this is tonight. That's <laughs> why I don't even, that's why I'm not even mentioning the free throws because they actually shot the ball well from the foul line tonight. And it's like, who cares? When you lose by 30, who cares? So thank you all for listening. Uh, Rams Rewind, listen to it, share it around, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, see you guys after the, uh, after hopefully a bounce back win against uh, Duquesne. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.